0: Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not so good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network,
1: and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rent. It's ringside rent with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday
0: morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rent with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rent with RJ and Justin new
1: shows Friday mornings, at nine Eastern.
2: It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is
3: Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ, and as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome to episode one.
2: 43 of the ringside rant i am the man with the magical voice rj he is and forever will be cincinnati's favorite son who justin who
0: who they think gonna beat them Bengals, and it sure as hell wasn't o- or las vegas oakland los angeles wherever the hell they're from there's no city that wants them i don't think they keep getting kicked out um,
2: <laughs> makes sense
0: <laughs> but i guess we will head south to nashville on saturday and We'll see how that goes. But uh, in Joe Burrow, we trust. I know that.
2: Yeah, we lucked. uh, We uh, took the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick to the woodshed on Saturday night. Thank God. Mm. Uh, Couldn't stay up last night for the uh, Kansas City game as we're recording. We're we're recording on a very rare snow day for me from work. Uh, We got about already probably about a foot to a foot and a half of snow. Uh, as we're recording but uh, yeah took him to the woodshed that's the first step in uh, getting to the Super Bowl Uh, and we talked about him like I'd rather rather play in Kansas City than have your Bengals come to Buffalo on uh, this coming weekend because Bengals are hot now man they're uh,
0: you know I would rather kind of play Tennessee than Kansas City or Buffalo myself so I mean, we just played Kansas City and beat them. You know, it's going to be tough for us to probably turn around and beat them again three weeks later or whatever. So, And Buffalo seems to be playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. Tennessee, they had a week off. Um, So I think I'd rather face Ryan Tannehill than Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes right now. But obviously, Tannehill may not be the problem. It may be that guy running the football for him. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Frank Bruno, you mean?
0: frank bruno would be a good running back i think he'd be hard to take down
2: well i, I think everybody would have his number pun intended uh but uh yeah speaking
0: it's of that I, uh, speaking of frank i just did a episode of top guy theater with yeah. those guys yesterday and that, that was yeah. a blast thanks for having me on i did uh, we watched canadian stampede 1997 one of my favorite pay-per-views for many reasons but shocking um, yeah we had a good time and uh, we're I'm excited here to talk some more January 2005 WWE, and we are on the road to Royal Rumble.
2: Yeah, that we are going to be ranting about the January 24th uh, 2005 edition of WWE Night, or excuse me, WWE Nitro. There you go. That's like the fifth time I've done it since we've been doing this show. <laughs> WWE Monday Night Raw. Uh, this is the go home show for raw for the Royal rumble. If you want to take a look at this, why we are going over it uh, with you. Uh, it's season 13, episode four. Uh, like I said, January 24th, 2005 from Oklahoma city, Oklahoma, Jr. Jerry Jerry Lawler's on the mics. Justin, this is, uh, a lot of things are starting to come together here with, um, this build to Royal rumble. It's one of the, one of my favorite times of the year. Um, as a, you know, as you're listening to this Royal rumble is this or next Saturday. Um, in yeah, we're Louis. six days
0: away from Royal rumble here on this show. And we All are right. definitely building to it with some uh, rumble qualifying matches. And um, obviously the main event here with the nature boy and mm-hmm. uh, Randy Orton.
2: This was uh 2005 or, or excuse me 2005 WWE like we mentioned before it's a hot time in the business uh, WWE's run a rap shot all over the business this roster is very very deep and you'll see that as we go uh, into this uh, to this Monday Night Raw and even with the SmackDown we did last week you see this roster these rosters is so large you got the brand split now a couple more years we'll have uh, ECW be branching off a whole new roster there as well so you know it's a good time to be part of the business just not wwe you got tna at this time you got ringer of or you still got all those good promotions out there independent wrestling uh, as well so it's definitely a good time to be wrestling then
0: oh no doubt i actually thought this was a fun show um you know we we got some more backstage kind of heat building between Batista and triple h again this week mm-hmm. um Started off with a really good, fun, you know, six-man tag match. Um, So, overall, good show. I'm excited to talk about it.
2: Yeah, but one guy that doesn't have heat backstage is Mr. Rich So Let's send it up to the ring to him right now.
1: It's the
3: opening contest.
2: All right, Justin. So we start to see this kickoff to the raw with the Kane and Snitsky rivalry that they've been going on. Um, I don't, I just, we talked about it a few weeks ago as well. It's been building for a while, the whole love triangle with Lita and these two and, and, and and Trish. And it's just like, what the fuck? I just did not care for this. I know you trying to get this Snitsky over as this, you know, this monster heel and just a monster in general, but Kane is probably one of the better big guys in, in the business here and of all time. And you just, you just notice that he can't, you're not doing much with them or not with him or Snitsky.
0: Well, I mean, they're, they're making them a focus here, you know, starting off raw with, with their storyline. I don't mind this storyline too bad. I, I like the two big, Bad guys going after each other. You know, the choke slammed off the ramp through a t- table last week. And now they're gonna build their injuries here this week and have kind of a funny match with Maven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. I kind of like where they're going there and building up to their match here at Royal Rumble.
2: Well, see, but that's the thing though. That's the problem. They don't really have the they don't have the match here at Royal Rumble. They have Oh, the, they don't they're, they're in the Royal Rumble, they're in the oh, Royal that's Rumble right. match. Yeah so you're building you're building you're building that's one of the reasons why i didn't like this whole kane snitsky thing is you're building it you're building it you're building it, beating the shit out of each other on raw every week pretty much and then you just throw them in the royal rumble why not have a blowout blow off excuse me match between these two guys and then just throw them in the royal rumble it's like the Royal Rumble is a clusterfuck enough as it is. And you're going to throw these, this feud into it? I, I just didn't. This says Bruce Pritchard written all over it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You
2: know what I mean? But it is. It, it, we'll, obviously, we'll talk about it when we get to the Royal Rumble, and we'll talk about it when you hit. they have this match against Maven later on here uh, on this Raw. But uh, opening match, man, they're starting off hot. Uh, they've got a lot of intertwining feuds In this match, we got Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit taking on Edge, Christian, and Tyson Tomko. Um, So it's kind of they're starting to uh, create this possible alliance again of Edge and christian uh being a Mm -hmm. tag team specialist that they were Um, but yeah it's starting off hot here man obviously edge is feuding here with michaels so
0: this is the second time they've done i mean two weeks ago when we watched raw they started off with like a four-man tag or or eight-man tag or six-man tag or something like that um so apparently this is what they were like they like to do here at that time and Shawn michaels is in the spot where he should be a curtain jerker first guy (laughs) out
2: how dare you as you're wearing your own sweatshirt. So, uh, but did you, what, was, what did you find to be the purposes of this match? Was it just basically trying to, to milk this uh, Michael's edge feud to the Royal Rumble? Uh, because that's pretty much all this match is pretty much good for in my eyes.
0: Well, we've had um, also Jericho hadn't Jericho and Ben wall been feuding with Christian and Tomko too.
2: Pretty much, I think, yeah.
0: I th- so I think it's just a way to get them all in the ring together without having, you know, your one-on-one match. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, I thought it was a really good match. I I liked um, Edge in the purple tights. Uh,
2: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: thought that looked the, pretty cool. You know, this is uh,
2: kind of in that in-between, like we talked earlier the last few weeks, is uh, Edge, it's kind of in-between between the rated R superstar and the, you know, the, the regular edge i guess you could say because mm-hmm. um, there really wasn't an actual defined character there previous to what he is here um, But he's still playing the same music you know as we went over a couple of weeks ago as well and uh, it, it just christian is so terribly underrated at this time i think as a heel people just didn't didn't appreciate him i don't think
0: well i did like the Benoit, Benoit suplexed Edge on Christian at one point in the match. I thought that was a pretty good, cool spot. Um, overall, like I said, decent. Benoit pins Tomko at the end after HBK gives him the super kick. Benoit rolls him up. Um, baby faces get the win. The crowd's happy to start the show. You know, everything's rolling good to start. Um, the, this, is the next like seg-
2: all, this is kind of an all-Canadian curtain jerker too between edge and christian and jericho and benoit i, I know yeah tyson are the only americans in this uh this match but what are you gonna say i'm yeah. sorry
0: i was just gonna say at 1.2 benoit goes for the sharpshooter that gets broke up so they are trying to throw in some canadian spots in there um overall like i said it was good uh, hbk in the black and red kind of old school hbk pants too mm. i kind of like seeing that
2: did you like him in his red red trunks or red uh tights or his black tights
1: more?
0: I the red ones always kind of remind me of like 96, 95, mm-hmm. you know. He kind of went black there in 97, 98 with red trim or green trim when he was in DX or whatever, but I like the red the, the most for him. I actually 96 when he wore the white ones against Bret at WrestleMania 12, I like that 12, yeah. too. The white yeah, and
2: gold. he kind of experimented he, when he after he lost his smile, he had to kind of go with the black tights. So,
0: yeah, and now he's lo- lost his hair,
2: or, 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 or you could go when he won the title there at uh, the heavyweight title there at uh Survivor Series Elimination Chamber and just wear those uh brown pants and doesn't know if you're like you get hurt or something or you're crap yourself. That so. was
0: the worst ever, those brown pants. Like, what and the he, and hell, he,
2: and he's got the soccer mom haircut in that too. It's like, what the fuck man.
0: Now he's lost his hair and one of his eyes. I think one of his eyes is done turned around looking backwards into his head.
2: (laughs) Hey. I I take offense to that uh, hair (laughs) joke. You know, sooner or later I'm gonna start to have to wear a hat or something when we zoom or something. Oh, speaking uh, of uh,
0: Shawn Michaels, Frank and I have a friendly bet, which uh is spawned, which is spawned out of Top Guy Theater yesterday. As you guys may know, Frank is a Titans fan. I'm a Bengals fan, and they happen to be playing this week to go to the AFC Championship. And if Tennessee wins, I have to come on this show and espouse all of Shawn Michaels' greatest virtues.
2: So so basically...
3: And if
0: the Bengals win, Frank will be telling us all how great Bret Hart is on the next edition of Top Guy Theater.
2: So, so pretty much it's kind of a la what I had to do when the Titans beat the bills and yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, all right then. Well, like I said, I, I'm really, I'm pulling before that, before you just told me that I'm just kind of pulling for the Bengals anyways. Cause I, I, we, we got enough our hands full with KC and hopefully get through that and hopefully be a copy of what we did earlier in the season. So. But uh, we got our next in-ring segment here with everybody's favorite Stacey Keebler. So roll tight on that. Mm,
0: all the way live.
2: And uh, seeing that we are in Oklahoma City, the home of good old JR Jim Ross, we got Danny Hodge here. Uh, as uh, Stacey Keebler announces that today has been named Jim Ross Day in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then she then introduces the afro mentioned danny hodge when
3: they did a little
0: video package too showing jr um getting the award and he says her i'm oklahoma born oklahoma bred and when i die i'll be oklahoma dead
2: and he that that was like that t-shirt over a box of gimmicks.com written all over it uh (laughs) but uh no they introduced uh, Danny Hodge at age 72 he looks pretty goddamn good for 72 years old it looked Obviously, really good peace, i believe he just passed within the last couple of years but yeah uh, but he jumped over the fucking top rope
0: yeah and then and, took at a bomb 72 then took some bombs got got the boots put to him
2: so who at 72 who do you think I, I, correct me if i'm wrong i'm, I'm the, don't know uh, Terry Funk's age off the top of my head but uh danny hodge who would who you think is more nimble at 72 danny hodge or terry funk may young okay (laughs) option c
0: (laughs) may young may young took better bumps at at 92 i think than anybody else well
2: well, hey yeah i can't argue with that i'll be honest i can't i can't i can't really uh this was my uh, favorite
0: segment of the show just like this was just like a couple of weeks ago when we did Raw and they did the Mohammed Hassan thing with JR and King. I mm-hmm. thought this was good too. I loved bringing in Danny Hodge, seeing him. Um, obviously, Stacy Keebler being in there was good. Um, and then Triple H and Ric Flair coming out and mm-hmm. shitting all over it and, you know, crapping on all their fun and give, you know, Danny Hodge gets a shot in on Triple H and then Triple H hits him and then him and Ric Flair give the boots to him. Yeah. Um, just overall I liked the segment
2: so but before we get too far well I'll get into the weeds a little bit this on here is I hate David Flair by the way this 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 segment is kind of reiterated that time and time again every time I see Stacy Keebler, um, <laughs> that she is age. if you've seen a recent picture of Stacy she's aged like very like a fine wine. Um, I don't know who's oh. aged better her or uh, Jennifer Aniston so.
0: Those legs still come up to my chest, I guarantee it. They can, those legs can go wherever <laughs>
2: they want. Um, so, like you said, it's just Triple H, to are really healing it up here with him and Flair, you know, taking the boots, giving a low blow to JR. Uh, and uh, Danny Hodge isn't going to take that sucker.
0: Yeah, I just love, you know, Flair and Triple H being the main heels on the show. Yeah, They do a really good job of it throughout the show um just good shit pal as someone once said
2: you know the only thing i can really do without in this whole thing is uh the whole triple h trying to pedigree stacy keebler i kind of yeah uh, kind of grabbed grabbed
0: her and teased it and then uh you know who was it to come out for the save uh randy orton randy orton yeah so he, she so didn't they, get the pedigree, but they teased it, that that she's getting ready to. Get it.
2: Right, and there's and they're still building this feud with this whole match between Orton and uh, Triple H for the World Heavyweight Title at Royal Rumble. They're still building up this feud with between hit, the match with Flair and Orton at, at the main event here tonight. So all in all, the storytelling here in 2005 is there's oh, there's always hiccups wherever you go, but for the most part, just in this the the booking on this the, the storylines are are right on point
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with it um i've seen a lot worse currently
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah see well yeah and, and ironically enough probably bruce pritchard has been part of all of it between yeah.
0: 2005
2: because he was he was out in what 2008 i believe yeah so uh, but the we're difference is not-
0: they only had one comedy writer back then, and that was Brian Gewertz, and he actually knew wrestling content. Whereas now they have just anybody comedic writer off the street trying to watch trying to write wrestling, and it's a shit show.
2: Yeah, they probably got one of the writers from like Sunny. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia or something. I don't know.
0: Well, they fired somebody a couple months ago. That didn't even know who Bobby Lashley was, and she said it in the in a public interview. See,
2: my thing is that is far away from the the storylines that you may be don't fucking admit it jesus christ fly through your damn teeth it makes you look <laughs> like a moron you know uh but oh gonna... this is a
0: random comment yeah just because i just watched this uh, last night and this morning yeah on the peacock you know when okay. you guys will be firing up our cock next week here to watch royal rumble sure. on the peacock there is a new documentary out it's a three they've got three episodes out so far on joe montana and his first episodes about him in high school and then uh second episodes about being at notre dame and mm-hmm. um then third episode him getting drafted and all that really good shit check it out if you guys are football fans and i know i got some friends that are 49ers fans um aj you know the king of soul the white Berry white that um, rat
2: bastard Mark
0: Nelson. <laughs> yeah, rat bastard Mark Nelson, who guess who got my first text after the Bengals victory Saturday night? Because that rat bastard Mark Nelson sent me that meme about how no one's ever sent a text about the Bengals winning a playoff game. I'm like, <laughs> Mark, I'm like, Mark, this is the 25th. You're the 25th person that sent me that fucking meme. And you will be the first person I text when the Bengals win. And he was.
2: There you well, there you go. So suck on that. And I hope you guys lose to Green Bay on well, whenever the play. Although they're
0: I did tonight. pick the 49ers to beat the Cowboys, and I was yeah, glad so I. to see that. So oh, yeah. and all those 49ers fans crying in the stands. You mean Cowboys? Oh, yeah, Cowboys fans. And then getting mad and throwing shit at the referees. Classy people down there in Dallas. I mean, you got people like Michael Amanda rooting for him and James Elkari, so what well, would you, you expect?
2: Can't... Yeah, what do you expect Neil? Um, oh, and Pondwater that... Dave. He likes football. I figured he he was just a hockey fan.
0: Oh, he's Dallas Stars and Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's probably, I'm sure he never most, played football unless they just put him in and like run the ball between someone's legs. Like the big lineman coming after him, just go between their legs.
2: Well, he was probably playing peewee football at the age of 35. So
0: <laughs> with the kids still,
2: well, he's probably tall enough. He's probably, going, <laughs> you know, peewee football goes by weight. So usually you get those 13, 14 year olds that uh,
0: on water. Dave will never forget the day he sacked a nine-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got that right next to his Von Erica uh, memorabilia too. He's got the picture of him uh but, but this next uh backstage segment could have really done without this too is this whole rick flair and triple h and Candace michelle trying to triple h trying to pull off her dress for a peak and
0: that was that one wouldn't fly now
2: that definitely uh that definitely a, would not
0: that's a me too violation right there.
2: yeah 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 right uh so then uh Triple H and Ric Flair, we see them entering their locker room to brag to Batista about what they did to Jr. and Danny Hodge. Yeah, and Batista's and, uh, playing
0: up the face here, like, "Wait, you beat up Danny Hodge? How old is Danny Hodge?" Like
2: Seventy-two hundred years, then, or and, something. And
0: then he's like, "What? You was getting ready to pedigree Stacy keeler She weighs ninety pounds, you know, just giving him yeah. shit." Yeah. You can tell that they're just slowly building, but in not so subtle of a way, a Batista face turn.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, and he does mention too that he's accepted uh, Eric Bischoff's offer to be in the Royal Rumble, and he intends to win it. Um, and then uh, Batista goes on that the off chance that Orton beats Triple H, uh, he wants to get that title back in Evolution at WrestleMania. So, you know, there's still there's still a possibility there that you know Orton may may beat rick triple h here at royal rumble and then batista is going to face orton and get the title back in evolution because you know at this point it's all about evolution yeah so
0: and, it and it should be i mean you're building up to this title right uh match at royal rumble with a former member of evolution and the leader of evolution
2: sure sure uh so we're going to see another back these backstage segments i i, I get them but it's just like, come on, man. Just It's like now, it's like you get these backstage segments every two, like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you should go it. I mean, it seems like they always want to open up a commercial with a backstage segment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, they finish it going in a commercial with a backstage segment.
2: You know, I, I get it if there's a point, but this next one, we, I'm not going to go over it too much, but it's just Batista has to call, qualif- has this qualifying match against uh, La Resistance. Uh, Sylvain, Sylvain Granier and Rene Dupree in a handicap match. Uh, and if he beats both of them, he's in the, in the Royal Rumble match. So, uh, so, and he also I, tells I them
0: he's gonna stick the flag right up their ass
2: if he wins when he wins. Yes. So, you, so obviously, you know that's gonna happen now. <laughs> so, you don't even have to worry about watching that match, and we don't have to go over that match. But, uh, unfortunately, we have to go over this match, it's an over the top rope challenge. Tajiri taking on Big Daddy V, a.k.a. Viscera.
0: I had no idea Viscera was still here.
2: I did not either. I I know he was... This seems late
0: for him to still be in the company.
2: Right, but I know when they did that whole uh, uh, ECW, WE thing, whatever you want to call it, uh, in a couple years, Viscera was part of that as Big Daddy V. Uh, before he was released and then untie and then he unfortunately passed away but it's just just showing his dominance i don't know why you couldn't why you had to have this yeah i don't know why you had to have this on the match but whatever it is what it is and then of course you know the best part of this episode is maria backstage an interview with Tajiri and trip or uh excuse me Tajiri and william regal and uh yeah we'll just move on <laughs> it wasn't anything anything to uh to really hit home about but uh we're gonna see batista defeating la resistance to qualify the flag goes up his ass and yeah that's it, this is for a go-home show this is kind of just staying up to par you know what I mean, Justin? Because they're getting mm-hmm. these feuds like we talked about with the opening match. There, there's points to this. This next qualifying match is Hassan uh, taking on Val Venus, which honestly, you look at it That's on another one. Paper. I'm like,
0: Val Venus is still here? I didn't Yeah, thought about that too. Yeah.
2: It's like, wait, you're still here? Um, but honestly, man, looking on paper, okay, you get Val Venus in 2005 taking on Muhammad Hassan. You, you think it's going to be a shit match? And it wasn't, Terrible, you know, obviously it wasn't a 10 star match in the Tokyo Dome, but it's uh, it proved the point. It got Hassan over and qualified for the Rumble and just shows you how bail Venus still can go.
0: Yeah, it, it was it. You know, I heard Bruce Pritchard talking on his show last week about you know, guys would send him in videos like to get into the company and just show him winning matches all the time, and he would say. Show me you putting, building someone, putting someone else over and, and, you know, what I mean, Val Venus did that real well here. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah, But the, he, and
2: that's, but that's something you could actually, you go across the board, you could take that back to the independence, you could take that back to WCW too.
0: hmm. Yeah, Val Venus, I thought did a great job of getting Hassan over. They're trying to build him into a legitimate contender. I think for the Royal Rumble, and you hear Jr. and King even discuss it. You know, can you? Jr. just said, "I just had a terrible thought. Can you imagine if Hassan wins the Royal Rumble?" And you know, so they're they're definitely putting a little push into him. Mm-hmm. And his his manager running his mouth on the microphone right. throughout the whole match was so annoying. It had go away heat with me, but I you know that was the purpose of it i guess to get that heat and it it did its job
2: yeah davari's an agent now yeah so I and he's he's got a training school with uh oh crap he's got a training school in minnesota with somebody i forgot who the hell it was it'll come to me after we're done recording but um another backstage segment with triple h rick flair and batista uh Triple H says he got Eric Bischoff to enter Ric Flair into the match um, without qualifying just because he didn't have to, I I get the point behind it, but we didn't need the segment.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Um, So when speaking of, we didn't really need this segment is Maven is uh, comes, came out and challenged anybody who is ready qualified to the Royal Rumble to put his spot on the line. And we see Kane coming out all bruised and bandaged to answer the challenge. Uh, but he said he didn't have a Kane in mind. So then Gene Skit- Snitsky comes out all bruised and bandaged. And they announce it's a triple threat match. So you know what that's going to happen. Maven's going to lose. Um, yeah. I actually
0: thought that Maven might win. Just see, talking about re- and we got this new segment of rebooking. I think I would have rebooked this match if I had to pick one. Because mm-hmm. you've you've got Kane. And Snitsky coming out all banged up, all hurt, neither one of them can barely move. That should be Maven's chance to win. I would, I would have had those two beat each other up, and then Maven just sneak in and pin one of them. Right. And then he gets into the Royal Rumble, and it gets a lot of crowd heat. I would think.
2: Right, that and that would get him over because they really, I think they really missed the boat on him this whole time. You know, obviously he had yeah. had his own demons and whatnot, and that's that's well documented. But. You know, after this, we're going to see the pro press conference. They've been planning the Austin—he's announcement for the condemned, with a, which was the one of WWE's early movies.
0: Uh, yeah, so- they they announced that they they had a big segment. They or they actually built this at the top of the show. You know, we have a special announcement on Steve Austin, and I'm sure people were thinking, "Oh God, is he going to be in the Royal Rumble?" You know, mm-hmm. what's it going? Um, And they, in fact, then announced that they have signed him to a WWE mm-hmm. Films, which is new at this time. I think mm-hmm. has signed Steve Austin to a three movie deal. So, mm-hmm. and they announced the first one will be "Condemned," which I think that was condemned to the ass heap of movie history because I don't ever, <laughs> remember, and, and, I don't and, ever and, remember and that if, movie.
2: And and if you don't believe that, it plays on USA every once in a while if you got cable, or mm. uh, obviously you can get it on any streaming platform, anyways. But. Uh, here we're going to see another Edge promo, or a Edge promo, I should say. It, just to comment on this real quick, and we'll move on to the main event, is Edge's promo abilities here have really been on the uptick, I think, starting mm-hmm. off at the first of the month that we saw him, with started that feud with Sean, and even going here. We're a little bit of ways off still from the Rated R Superstar. Edge is one of my favorites of all time and this is really when he started to pick up some steam in general
0: yeah i you, i could tell that too his promos are getting better his facials are good with the promos now his in yeah. ring work was all, always fantastic but now he's starting you can tell that he's starting to put everything together and he's going to get a main event push here pretty soon
2: yeah and he, and, he, and you can notice if you, if you'd never watched this and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin is you can really tell, uh, a wrestler, a fan of wrestling is one of these professional wrestlers because edge lifelong fan, triple H lifelong fan. Um, and you can tell that because they know how to really work in ring. And that shows throughout the, throughout this, uh, time frame.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so we're going to see another vignette, for chris masters we've seen him over the last couple weeks uh debuting soon um i know they just did an episode of something to wrestle with on chris masters
0: and yeah i listened to some of that the other day was it the masterpiece it was
2: yeah it's fairly interesting
0: yeah i mean there's that picture out there of chris masters as like a 14 year old slap dick with china in like 1998 or 7 or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. um it's crazy Just in the the, you know, eight years or whatever since that time period, the change in that son bitch. He was a skinny little kid, and now he's just gigantic.
2: He's jacked to the gills. Uh, So are we here for the main event? Randy Orton taking on Ric Flair with Batista and Triple H in his corner. Uh, It's just like I said, they're just trying to loosen Randy up for uh, Royal Rumble. Try to get him little hurt going into it. You're gonna see uh, Triple H kicking out, uh, kicked Randy knees out, or Randy Orton's knee for the double team with Ric Flair, ref bump, the typical, typical stuff here. This was actually these guys
0: good main event. I yeah, mean, well, no,
2: yeah, I, I, I didn't say that because it was a bad thing, but no, it's just like your I, typical. I just thought feud.
0: that Flair performed well here for you know. Um, I loved Flair's purple boots. I wish he would have wore purple tights with it, but he had black tights and purple boots and purple knee pads. But, um, I always loved Flair and purple, but those boots look pretty. They look new and shiny and nice on him. Um, overall, though, they really did a good job. They got rid of a couple refs throughout the match so Triple H could heal and cheat. And they cut Randy Orton's head open where he had the stitches. So he's bleeding all over the place. You don't see a lot of juice like that on raw. No, you don't. Um, um, So they were just trying to really get over that. They're hurting Randy Orton. And they went after his knee constantly. They were really trying to fuck him up. So he couldn't perform at the Royal rumble. You know, that's the whole, the whole uh, idea of this, this match here. And. Through it all, Randy Orton still survives and is able to beat Ric Flair. So, getting getting his heat back, um, just overall good, solid plan match. I felt like,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, I get that. But like I said, it proved its point. It got them to the main event Royal Rumble. Excuse me, the main event outside the Royal Rumble match itself, obvious at, at Royal Rumble here. So it really served its purpose. They're still building this field, building this feud and still have those planting of the seeds of Batista going against potentially going against triple H. If he wins the rumble too. So every it's, you got a couple things in the back of your mind with between, okay, is Orton going to win? Is he then going to face Batista? Is Batista even going to win the Royal rumble? What's going on? It makes your, the wrestling fans think. And that's something that really worked here at this time compared to today where it's like, okay, people could couldn't give two shits. Uh, thinking making them think it's like they want to get in they want to get out yeah so speaking of getting in and getting out let's uh send it up to the ring with rich right now for some listener questions it's listener questions all right breaking news folks justin actually has a new segment here that he wants to introduce to each and every one of you and no it's not called why is bret hart
1: great
0: I don't know that it's a new segment. It's just something that I thought would be fun here since we only had a few questions for our listener questions today. So I I found something I'm going to read for you, RJ. What the world was like the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, 31 years. Jesus Christ. 31 years ago. Are you ready? Okay. This January 7th, 1991, actually my sixth birthday. So I was six. That's what the world was like. Their opponent in in that game was the Houston Oilers, a team that no longer exists. Michael Jordan had never won an NBA championship ring at this point. Home Alone is the number one movie in the country. Gas was $1.12. Nintendo had just debuted. The number one song was Madonna, Justify My Love. The Jaguars, Panthers, Texans, and Ravens also did not exist at this time period. Obviously, the first text message would not be sent for another year. And that is what the world was like the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game.
2: Coming next week, the last time the Buffalo Bills made it to the AFC Championship game. Oh, wait, (laughs) that was just last year. Um, no, that was interesting, though. I, and I was trying to think about that, too. After they won, I'm like, okay, what the hell was I doing in 91? I'm like, oh, crap. I was like seven years old. <laughs>
0: it's been a while. But, but you yeah. know what? It made that victory the other day so much sweeter. And the crowd was louder in hell. I know we got three, oh, yeah. um, three false starts on the Raiders there in the first half, I think, just because of how loud the crowd was.
2: Right. No, I get that. So we have, uh, like you said, we only have uh, a couple questions or one big question, I guess, from our good buddy, fellow top guy, Brad Stanton. He said, I've watched this Jim Ross segment twice. There are a few things I love about it. Some makes me cringe, though, so I don't like that part, Mm -hmm. obviously. He says, do you think they brought Orton in this too late? Uh, This segment, that is. And then Uh, should JR and... Uh, Hodge still been in the ring. Or, or, or basically he said, or was that um or was that pretty much over and they had to focus on Stacy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you want to get Hodge out of there because I didn't like the the uh I thought those bumps he was taking were a little stiff, anyways. I didn't really want him to take any more. Um, the answer to the first question: do you think they brought Orton into this too late? I don't, I think because on the heel side, you want to get that heat up to that level where it's almost going to go crazy. We're almost going to pedigree, you know, Stacy, And then uh, you bring in Tri- or bring in Randy Orton and to make the save. So I thought that the timing of it and everything was done well. I didn't have a problem with that um, as far as the Jr. and Hodge have been still in the ring. I mean, what are they gonna do? What's Jr. gonna do, anyways? If he was still in there, is he gonna stop Triple H from doing whatever to Stacy? No. So well, it's, well it's he quite- he
2: tried anyways, and he got a low blow from Mick Flair. So yeah. there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Goddamn, pal! My balls got hit. How am I supposed to come back from that? I need my jewels.
2: you gotta you gotta put some uh, Jr.'s barbecue sauce on them things, slather <laughs> them up. They'll be nice.
0: Yes, yeah, they. That the barbecue sauce works for anything. It works Same as with ball the, same
2: with the seasoning too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: ball medicine. And put you it on your pork chops.
2: I just I the one thing that I will I will say about this segment, I just thought it was a little too long. They could have really gotten it over without being too long. You know, you, like I said, you wanted to get triple H over as that dash really heel going to the Royal Rumble with Orton coming in for the save. I get it, but it's like, okay, come on. It's something that you still can't do today with Stacy, obviously, at the end here, but
0: there's, Case lots of or... I, there's lots of other things I like to do with Stacy, though.
2: Well, well, that's without question. Damn you, David Flair. Uh, so what we're going to do now, we're going to introduce a new segment here on the show. It's called Be the Booker. Woo!
3: Every wrestling fan thinks they know how to book a professional wrestling match. Well, the kings of ranting do it, and they do it very, very well. It is now time for everybody's favorite segment, The Man with the Magical Voice, RJ, Cincinnati's favorite son, Justin. It is time for B, The Booker.
2: All right, Justin. So we came up with this idea to kind of you know, play that fantasy booking card. A lot of people like to do it. A lot of people can't do it. Some people can, those people are you and I. So what we're going to do each week is uh, come up with a match that we uh, would like to see somebody that was participating in the show, whether they were seen backstage, whether they were uh, involved in a match, uh, you can only use them twice, Justin, between now and forever, pretty much. So we actually have to keep these notes, believe it or not. I know it's going to be hard for me because, you know, we got to put this in a, uh, in a Google Doc and, you know, put, put it away for a couple months. Uh, so you can either use it with somebody that's currently wrestling today or in the past, pretty much anybody outside of 2005 because that okay. pretty much was a possibility there. So uh-huh. what I had going into this and uh and then we'll head it I'll give it over to you is I would book Randy Orton taking on Hangman Adam Page. Um just one of those matches where we talked about you know Bruce mentioning hey he's getting he's getting tapes of uh people just them winning give me a tape of somebody getting somebody over Randy Orton here, whether you want Randy Orton in here going against a current Adam page, or you can put a Randy Orton as a Viper, whichever, but Randy Orton is that ring general a la Like what triple H was here taking on a young Adam page, man. You could have, I, 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 I wouldn't go as far as saying maybe a Kenny Omega Adam page match, but you could pretty much, be a knockout drag out fight here you could do whatever you want randy Orton is can get this get over i would even say you could see this upset with adam page over randy Orton.
0: i think those guys line up well together too they're about the same height same build yeah um you know kind of similar styles in a way i can see that working and that feud working pretty well i think it would be I think you would have Orton being the Viper yeah, and uh, Paige being the baby face here. And I think it, it would be a good feud.
2: Yeah. It's just amazing to see, you know, you got 2005 here with Randy Orton still doing it, still doing it while on raw today. It just goes to show you that you take care of yourself and just, you, you know, stay away from really a lot of major injuries. You could really, really stay in the business for a long, long time. So AEW
0: needs one more page, three pages. They need yeah, Adam page, Ethan page, and diamond Dallas page. They need to bring him up in there. They have all you the, bring, bring,
2: bring him, bring him back again. Why not? He was in there for a short time with Cody. What yeah. the hell? Why not?
0: Um, the, the, the one I thought about, and it's hard to believe, I think these guys probably maybe would have wrestled in Japan or somewhere. If they did, I'm unaware, but to me, Chris Benoit and Owen Hart would be a great feud, great, um, definitely a great match. Similar styles, kind of like the two we just talked about. Um, I I'm, think that Owen died right before Benoit came over to WWE, so they right. never got to wrestle, at least on American television. Um, you know, maybe when Benoit was the Pegasus kid and Owen was over there at some point, they may have wrestled. I don't I don't think they did though, but I could be wrong. Let me know. Let us know if anyone knows that if, if that happened. Um, but I think that Owen and Benoit would have been really, really super solid match. I can imagine them fighting for the Intercontinental title, you know, something like that at a pay-per-view. I think that would be good shit, pal.
2: Yeah, I think the only possibility that we, we'd have to Google when we get off the air here, but I, the only possibility that they really would have had to wrestle each other, like you said, would have been in Japan uh, over or even in another country, whether it be Mexico or, or Japan or any, any overseas um, promotion.
0: Yep, yeah, I got it right here. This might be the only one. Owen Hart versus the Pegasus Kid. April of nineteen ninety one, I can't. I don't know where this is. It doesn't tell me. But yeah, they did get oh, a match. In.
2: was Owen Hart the Blue Blade, or no, he wouldn't have nope. been a Blue Blade. He's in.
0: He's in like a yellow. He's in the regular Owen Hart. You know, the cut off short or the shorts and the the singlet. Le- the singlet, but it's all yellow, which is oh, kind okay. of w- weird. But yeah. yeah So they did have a match. But like I said, we never saw it on American TV. So and never got to see that feud actually happen. It counts
2: then. It counts. It counts. counts. Yeah. Um, So like we said, our matches for being the Booker this week. Mine was uh, Randy Orton versus Adam Page. And Justin's was Chris Benoit taking on (laughs) Owen Hart.
0: April 1991, they wrestled a few months after the Bengals won their last playoff
2: (laughs) Something else that happened in 1991, the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. So another guy that wins each and every time is our good buddy, the one, the only, the Elijah, the Elijah. Now he's the Elijah. He's not a Elijah. He's the Elijah. So he'll come over here and hit the button. Hope he doesn't
0: play a guitar like the other Elijah
2: that's Elias by the way but oh well it's okay, <laughs> it's, okay. it's it's okay Elias. He, he heard now he's crying good job Justin Jesus Christ come here you can still hit the button don't don't mind Justin You know, guys, every once in a while, you kind of need a little bit more incentive, a little bit more motivation to get you out of that funk that you're in and truly, truly get you as happy as possible in your own skin. Today, I have a great solution for you. It's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own personal licensed professional therapist and it'll connect you in a safe and private online environment and it's simply so convenient that it'll be able to have you start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self help it is a professional counseling done securely online you can send a message to your counselor anytime anywhere and you'll get a timely and thorough response Plus, you can schedule your own weekly video or phone sessions all without having to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room because, you know, guys, sometimes you want to go talk to somebody and you don't want to just sit there and kind of wander around the room with your eyes and just say, okay, what's going on with this person or what's going on with that person? BetterHelp, in fact, has so many people using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And for listening today, we want you to start living a happier life. So, as a listener, you will now get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor today at betterhelp.com listener. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash listener. Give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door and ready to go in six simple steps. Every plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. So now is the perfect time to focus on saving money easily. At first I was a little bit skeptical thinking that meal kits might be just a little too expensive but now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. And the best part about it is you can choose from between 17 recipes that change each week and swap proteins, veggies, and sides to your liking. You can't get that anywhere else, folks. So. It goes to tell you that when I'm cooking, I want to be in, out, and get that meal on the table for my son, for my wife, and for my loved ones. And Every Plate is the best meal service out there today. With that being said, head over to EveryPlate.com right now and pay just $179 per meal by going to that website and using the promo code ringsiderant179. Get started with everyplate.com for just $1.79, folks. It's unbelievable. So head over there right now and use a promo code, like I said, ringsiderant179. It's a $104 value. I'm just so excited. I can't say it enough. Head over right now and Use the promo code ringsiderant179 at everyplate.com and pay just $1.79 per meal. Thanks to our friends over at everyplate.com.
0: That's good musical. Let me hear your body talk.
2: All right, Justin. Our second favorite segment of the week is here. Much to the chagrin of of, of some people. Hopefully, Amy, you you actually liked that music bed that we played for being the booker. That was specifically for you because we know how much you love uh, the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair. So there you go. So, Justin, what is the knee slapper of wrestling themes that you're going to add to our list this week, which is now? Growing and growing each and every week, man. I still can't believe how many freaking songs we have now. We have a total of 38. We're going to add two more to get up to an even 40. Uh, Top 10, Steve Austin, NWO, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Demolition, Harlem Heat, Jake Roberts, Ric Flair, The Four Horsemen, and number 10 is Dusty Rhodes, Bebe. So, Justin, what are you adding this week?
0: My pick is someone that we talked about a lot on this show this week, somebody that uh, I really enjoy his music and it just gets you fired up. When I went to the pay-per-view, whatever it was called in Jacksonville last year, the AEW pay-per-view, Sure. um, they announced the announcers at the beginning of the show and everybody gets fired up when this song hits. So go ahead and play it.
2: Sooner, sooner, sooner. Yeah. All right, it play It keeps on playing and playing and playing, and dun 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 dun, dun. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So, Justin, we got. uh man like i said we got a long 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 list here to add this uh wonderful theme to um and or prep pep, prep prep eh, pep song or prep song or whatever you want to call it college fight song it. there you go that's the yeah. one i was looking for god damn it god damn it pal so it is
0: simple but effective it goes with the character obviously sure. um it, it it i like the drum beat at the beginning you know and mm-hmm soon as you hear it you know what it is i like it it's not i think this is our first theme song of a non-wrestler correct so it's a song that you don't didn't hear every week on tv or anything like that but when jim ross like this week is involved in an angle has to go out to the ring it's gonna play um and they still play it to this day in aew when he comes out for every show um so it does have some stay power with him um I don't know where do you where do you think we should put that one, RJ?
2: You know, I it, it's tough. I don't want to disrespect JR by any means, but you don't
0: fucking but, knock a slobber knocker on your head if you. Yeah,
2: I would honestly, man. I would honestly, I could go as high, or I'd say I give you a window. I would say at thirty, right above Vader, between uh, him and, uh, and JBL, JBL there even 30 uh, we could put it higher i don't i don't and think we could
0: put would. it lower too see i think i think it would go after mysterio's wcw music
2: you think so yeah i well I,
0: just yeah. because.
2: yeah i see that there yeah
0: so that's where i think we should slide that in
2: yeah let's um, say put him in there at uh number 34 uh Like you said, it goes with JR, obviously, but at the same time, it's like, okay, it's Oklahoma's fight song. Okay, you you can't, you can Mm -hmm. hear it every Saturday in Oklahoma. So it wasn't Uh, written
0: for JR per
2: se. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, uh, A la not like my theme this week. Uh, Another non wrestler. Another non wrestler. Well, he is a black belt, though.
0: That's true and so, no it's not Bruce Pritchard
2: and no it's... <laughs> does Bruce Pritchard even have theme music outside of brother love of course
0: yeah I, all i know would be brother love
2: yeah that would be the only thing he have uh but and this, spend
0: my days working hard yeah on but the wouldn't goat. that be that would be
2: j or that would be double j that's, though
0: that's uh, well that's his new theme music he's stealing well, it like he does everything else
2: well, yeah something like that anyways so this one is actually i'm dedicating this directly to one miss lauren yaffe with that being said you know what it is i'm bad.
0: and i'm better than ever net, for making, making things better because your opinion don't matter
2: Gonna step on okay, right so that is one the only mr eric bischoff I, I was laughing so hard justin i totally forgot watching his uh obviously we're only watching it because it's through youtube but uh I totally forgot he was wearing the damn Steve Austin vest there. When he had his feud there and his first run with the company. I'm like, I totally forgot about that.
0: Um, yeah, that that song I've always loved. It's very memorable. I sing it whenever somebody says I'm back. I start to sing that song better,
3: better than <laughs> ever. Yeah.
0: Um, and it almost sounds like Eric is singing it. Like it, it sounds it sounds like his voice. I know he can't sing that fucking good,
1: but it does. <laughs>
0: It does sound like him singing it.
2: So, and like you said, with what JR's music really did for him, this did it for Eric so much better because whenever you think Eric Bischoff, he's back and he's better than ever because whether he's coming back his second go around there with WWE, whether he was debuting there with WWE on Raw, whether he's going to AEW. Actually, no, he doesn't do it on AEW, obviously. But regardless, he's doing live shows. He's doing his podcast. He's doing this. You know, when you hear that, like you said, you're, I'm back on it better than
0: ever. Do you think Eric Bischoff? So I, I think we can I, rank this pretty high.
2: I think this is going really high, to be honest with you. Um, how high? That's the question. Um,
0: well, I think I can put it. In front of Goldberg, or maybe really? even you're gonna go that of, high? Okay, maybe even in that. front of Brutus the Barber Beefcake.
2: As long as it's above Honky Tonk Man, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would go. I, I would go between Eddie Guerrero and WCW and Bish, or uh, and uh, Brutus the fucking Barber, man.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good spot for because it.
2: That's. And you guys can always always let us know and i know amy vaughn i'm sure will let us know that uh eric bischoff is way too high this time Mm -hmm. and uh you can uh certainly let her know that mr bischoff so anyways so our additions this week is mr eric bischoff at number 18 and mr jim ross at number 35 so
0: 30 yeah
2: so if you guys want to let us, let us know what you think. You can hit us up on the Twitter gimmick at underscore ringside rant. He is at JD 2040, or you can just simply go to CasPy.com slash ringside rant. All our links are there. All our platforms that we're on all our networks are on our merchandise is there. We want, I want to give a quick shout out to Brad Stanton for getting, uh, getting hooked up with some merch. He's got a hoodie and a, and a t-shirt going his way. Uh, so we appreciate that. If you want to visit, we're at what uh, or like I said, just go to cast by.com slash ringside rant. And, uh, the link will be right there on the website.
0: So where was Mike's question at this week? Did I mean, he, didn't,
2: he, he told me, cause I DM'd him. I said, Hey bud, do you have any questions like no no i don't want justin to yell at me this week
0: (laughs) i I finally wore him down
2: so you wore you finally wore money mike down (laughs) and uh he's not asking any questions this week so
0: turned uh, him into a pillar of salt
2: yeah well if, if you could always go over and uh and dm him on twitter there I won't give that uh, his handle out on on air, but you can just search him and make sure he's doing all right. You know, well, he be. got
0: to ask me plenty of questions yesterday on Top Guy Theater. So maybe well, maybe he just that got was why then. he maybe got he it out of, of questions. <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe it was out of questions. Who knows? I, I, I didn't think that was possible, but I guess it is. Uh,
0: At so, ad free shows, we do need a T-shirt on Box of Gimmicks that says Michael McClanahan asked.
2: Exactly, because he does it all the time with with uh, every with, show. With first, Ki- well, first, question. with Kiota, even with Kiota, he was. I think he was one of the top ones with uh, Ask Conrad too.
0: And now, and now they have made it to where they're going to play our questions, and we send in voicemails. So now we're going to get to listen to Money Mike's beautiful voice ask his own questions. Now,
2: you know, Money Mike could very well be you know those audiobooks each week everybody gets. He could yeah. read audiobooks.
0: <laughs> there you go he doesn't
2: have to be a cp anymore he can read audiobooks for a living now so money mike take that into account think about that what are, what are we, we doing, doing
0: oh i know what we're doing next week so next
2: week we are going to be going over our, our 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 pay-per-view of the month is the royal rumble 2005 so with that being said you have had two questions previous to this. If you follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant, you've saw, you've seen these first two questions. We've had two people. They're tied right now, Justin. We want, I won't say who, but you can almost guess anyways, answer those two questions in addition to the question that's going to be on the show. show. So You get those three questions, send them over to either myself at underscore ringside rant or at Justin at JD 2040. Or if you have our personal numbers, whichever let us know what the three answers are. And then we will put your name into a hat, literally into a hat and pick your name. And that person will have, we all know
0: RJ has plenty of hats.
2: Of course I do. You should know that by now.
0: Uh, um so yeah i am excited to watch the royal rumble with a special guest next week royal rumbles have always been one of my favorite mm pay-per-views um i always love the royal rumble match it's always fun to see who's coming out next what legends are going to be there who's going to win um so i imagine we'll probably do the main event or the world title and the Royal rumble watch along next week. Or yeah, we'll
2: leave it up. I, that, that was my guess. I'll obviously leave that up to uh, we'll leave that up to the winner of the contest. Um, like I said, that, but that, I'm pretty sure that'll be uh, what, uh, what we'll uh, plan on, but uh, get your answers in seriously guys. This is, we really enjoyed the first one we did with Amy uh, last month. And we're looking forward to this month uh, with Royal rumble, 2005, um next friday uh, so keep them coming in uh we'll be going over that it's uh, one of the low-keys good good pay-per-views in general too justin so we got that to look forward to as well i think
0: it'll be my first time watching it
2: and uh before we get to our ranter of the week you got anything else for uh, this week justin
0: oh uh, no just who they go bingles please let's just win one more and then maybe we'll get to see those bills here in a couple of weeks
2: And as always, stand up, mount up, and let's go, Bills Mafia. And let's send it over to our ranter of the week, the man of many hats. We could call him the goat of YouTube producing. He is the producer of the Ric Flair Uncensored podcast, Mr. Steve Kaufman. So let's send it over to him right now, the ranter of the week.
1: Hi, hello Steve Kaufman here after his second cup of coffee to rant about Raw season 13 episode 4. This episode from Oklahoma it has it all. A terrible chroma key on the match graphics. Five different billboards for a two minute Steve Austin announcement where the announcement is that he's doing movies and therefore not wrestling. The Thing You're Actually Watching. Tyson Tomko. Remember Tyson Tomko? A JR Day segment that would have been best served not on television. Brand Equity. Remember Brand Equity? Triple H wanting to rape Stacey Keebler. Royal Rumble qualifying matches. Remember Royal Rumble qualifying matches? Batista having gay panic while burying the entire tag team division. Muhammad Hassan. Remember Muhammad Hassan? Hot take. I think that character could have been the most over babyface in the company, if they had kept up with the original nuance of the character, but had all the heels be xenophobic and racist. But that's a completely different rant for a different time. Val Venus. Remember when Val Venus paid his taxes? Ric Flair entering the Royal Rumble match, like he had anything to prove in 2005. Ultimately, this show sucked. It opened with a six-man tag that lacked any stakes, and closed with a very fine singles match between Ric Flair and Randy Orton that also had no stakes whatsoever. 2005 was a time when the roster had a lot of fresh faces and room for even more. Problem was, once Vince McMahon found his favorites, like Batista and John Cena, everyone else was going to be cannon fodder. This show sucked, but Ringside Rant does not suck. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N.